And greetings to all of you from our our base today in extreme southwest Virginia, Chilhowee, Virginia to be exact. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to our Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I'm so glad that so many of you have joined in, as so many of you do. I'm amazed at how many people are listening in places like uh, Canada. I had an email over the weekend reminding me of how many people have found us on shortwave radio, not just as a podcast, in, in much of Canada. We are now heard in a number of frequencies, including out west and the west coast. You can hear us at 9 o'clock Pacific time on the frequency of 9455 kilohertz. That's 94. 55 kilohertz and many are hearing us at 10 p.m. Eastern time on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday on 5950. We're hoping to add a few more frequencies so you can hear us a lot more right here on shortwave radio. Now today Jim Calhoun is going to be coming to the microphone and it's one thing to talk about all the things that are going wrong in the world today but it's another to provide solutions to the problems that we all are going to face. And that's going to be Jim's topic for today. And I want to thank Jim for filling in as we are traveling. We are in Virginia. We'll be here for probably a week to 10 days. I'll tell you more at the middle point of the program right now. Here's Jim Calhoun filling in on Truth to Ponder. Thanks, Bob. And as usual, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. It seems like this world keeps getting crazier and crazier. And every time I come before this microphone, I want to give uplifting news and good news and talk about things that are inspiring and uplifting. And I do my best to do that. This show might be a little tough for me to do that just for the fact that because what my spirit has been given today is The handwriting is on the wall. And it didn't take me very long to figure out what I was supposed to talk about. No matter where you look, the handwriting's on the wall. And if you want to choose to ignore the handwriting, if you want to act like it's not there, well, you do so at your own peril. Now, I'm going to try to keep this show from being dark. I really am. Because there is light at the end of the tunnel. And that light is Jesus Christ. And he's the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. And he'll be there for us. And so that's the good news. But the handwriting's on the wall that we have a perfect storm set up for mass starvation on this planet, for energy shortages, for all sorts of hardships. And if you're not prepared, if you don't have some food, if you don't have some water, If you don't have extra things stored up, then you're going to have a very hard go of it. There is absolutely no way that diesel can be five, six, seven, eight, whatever the price is going to be when this show airs. I know that diesel prices have went up about $2 in the last several days. And all of this is done on purpose. Every bit of the energy shortage 
which there's no shortage at all. Remember the illegitimate Joe and his group of people. The first thing they did in office was shut down the Keystone Pipeline. That's the first thing they did. So they set this up to fail from the beginning. Also, Joe Biden ordered that the wall on our southern border, the construction to stop. Not only that, he told all the illegals to flood the border. And so what are they doing? They're flooding the border with sex traffic, drugs, all sorts of diseases. Now, there's probably a few good people that have come across the border. But there's lots of human trafficking taking place. A lot of illegal activity, and it seems like law enforcement is just looking the other way. And remember Kamala Harris? Reminds everybody that she's the vice president. And illegitimate Joe tells everyone she is the president. I don't know what's up with that. But anyway, she raised money to bail everybody out. And nobody was prosecuted that I know of. So these people have sown the seeds of lawlessness, food shortages, fuel shortages, price hikes, inflation, and it's all done on purpose. And the government of Sweden is now putting together systems to handle the fact that they're going to be without electricity because they're boycotting Russia over Ukraine. And they're doing it. And it's hurting their own people because it seems that Sweden makes all their electricity with Russian oil. And they say no more Russian oil. Russia's willing to sell it to them. They're not willing to buy it. And so now they're telling their people they have to get ready to be without electricity. That's absolutely stupid. And so we have a bunch of politicians in the New World Order that have lined everything up in what looks to me like the perfect storm to come and harm you and harm your family, harm our communities, harm our country, harm the entire world. And we need to be in prayer for the third world countries right now because I think the third world countries are going to be absolutely decimated by what's going to come. Now, I hate to be a doomsday guy, I really do, but when you have fuel, that's reaching seven, eight dollars a gallon. The truckers, all the independents anyway, are going to be run out of business. There's no way that they can have that kind of fuel price increase and make any money, especially if they're working on contracts that they bid on these contracts months ago. And maybe they can get out of some of those contracts, but the new contracts, they're going to have to figure in a whole bunch of blue sky because nobody knows what this is going to raise to. Just wait until the food prices and everything else goes up due to the price of fuel right now. It might take two weeks or two months, somewhere in the middle of that. You're going to start seeing things go out of reach as far as you won't be able to buy it anymore. And then there's other things that aren't going to be hauled. I know the Union Pacific is limiting how much fertilizer they'll haul. Now, why do they do that? It should be against the policy of any business that hauls freight to tell a company they're not going to haul very much of their freight. It's just backwards. The whole world right now is backwards. 
and that's because Satan has his hand all over it. And the handwriting is on the wall that if we're not prepared, and I mean really prepared, spiritually prepared, mentally prepared, physically prepared, all the way through, if we're not prepared, I'm afraid that this is going to absolutely harm a lot of people. Now, Bob and myself have both been telling you for quite a while that we thought things were going to get rough and to prepare. As a matter of fact, almost everyone in the New Truth media has been clamoring for months to tell everyone to prepare. Some people have, some people have not. And I'm just going to give you my opinion. This is not fact. It's just something that I feel very deep down in my spirit. I think we have entered a new dark age. Not only a new age, but a new dark age. And I really think the only thing that's going to ultimately get us out of this dark age is the return of Jesus Christ. I really do honestly feel that. Now, if anyone who knows me knows that my entire life I've been a believer, but as far as being someone that would get on the radio and say what I just said, that's something that I wouldn't have done two years ago because situation was different then. I think things were manageable two years ago. But now I think things are so far out of hand that I don't think there's any force on this earth that's man-made can do anything about it. And it seems like when something is in the wind or in the ether, it gets contagious. I watched a video of some high school students, or I shouldn't say some, a whole lot of high school students, and it looked to be in Tucson, Arizona. I know it was Arizona. They had a riot, and they just kept fighting and fighting and fighting, and it was just contagious. It was like it was in the air, and once they got one fight kind of cooled down, another one would start up, and I think that children are seeing this on TV, and now you got Antifa marching the streets again because of this Roe v. Wade Supreme Court decision, and so I guess that every time that the left has something they don't like, they're going to send their goon squad, their private army, Antifa, out into the street and start burning people's houses down and their businesses. If you don't see the handwriting on the wall, that being civil and following the rule of law, that's a thing of the past. And I really think that we're only months away, if not days away, from being in the situation that we're going to have to defend ourselves and defend our own property. I think that's why they went after the McCluskeys that had the guns that kept the people off their lawn in Missouri. And they went after Kyle Rittenhouse. They were trying to make examples out of these people because I really think that the powers that be, the leftists, the globalists, I think they know full well that they're not going to stop until they have total anarchy and they want people to be too afraid to defend themselves. So I'm going to tell everyone right now, you better get prepared to defend yourself as well as prepared to have your own food and water and electricity and everything else. And I'm not trying to say this to scare anybody. I'm saying this to prepare you. Because there's no way the economy is going to survive what they're doing to the fuel right now. There's just no way. There's going to be a domino effect. 
And once it starts going, it's going to go like gangbusters. And who knows where it's going to stop and when it's going to stop. Now, I don't think that any of this is going to stop because there's nobody in power that wants to stop it. Now, we're talking about the midterm elections. And every day I get 10 or 15 pieces of political mail in my mailbox. And I hate to be negative here. I just don't think it's going to do any good because I don't think the United States is being run by the people that are elected that we put in. I think the United States is being run right now by a whole group of people who are just absolutely demonic. They're demon-possessed people. They're people that have a death wish. There's definitely a death cult. And there's definitely a cult out there that wants to harm the children. And to look the other way and say that's not the case, and if you think that I need a rubber room and a tinfoil hat, I wish you were right. I wish I was up here spouting pure nonsense. I really do. But my spirit knows better. We are facing something that we've never faced before, maybe ever as a human species. We have a group of people with lots of power and lots of money whose goal is to depopulate the planet, and they don't care how they do it, through pandemics, through starvation, through world wars. They don't care. They don't care if it's civil unrest that kills a bunch of people. They don't care if all the food supply is cut off. They don't care if people freeze to death. They are setting this up to where all of the above is going to happen. Because I don't think they are really sure which part of their plan is going to work. And so they're throwing everything, including the kitchen sink, at us. And as a people, we have to recognize that. And if you don't recognize that, if you say, oh, well, Jim is just up here spouting a bunch of fear. Again, I wish that I was wrong. I don't think I'm spouting fear. I think I'm spouting fact. Now, I'm not saying to be afraid of this. I'm saying to prepare for it. Now, I'm not afraid of anything because I have the power of Almighty Jesus. And I'm really not afraid of anything, nothing at all, because the worst thing that can happen to me is that I can go meet my maker. And I don't think that's that bad of a thing. And so I'm not worried in the least about that. That part is all settled. What I am worried about is my brothers and sisters. And more than that, I'm worried about the children. We're going to have to defend our children. We're going to have to defend the unborn. And I know that Roe v. Wade is supposedly going to be overturned. And I think the reason it's going to be overturned is not for the same reason that I would hope that they would overturn it. Because they discovered their humanity and their compassion. I think it's just the opposite. I feel 100%, and I could be wrong, but 100% I feel this, that the Supreme Court only is going to reverse Roe v. Wade because Roe v. Wade reaffirmed your own autonomy of your own body. And I think they're getting ready to force mass inoculations and injections of poison vaccines. 
I think they're getting ready to declare that basically the state owns your body, that you don't have any say-so on your medical care. You don't have any say-so on what happens to your body. I really do think that's what they're setting up. And to do that, they have to get rid of any case law that would say that you do have bodily autonomy. And if Roe v. Wade did one thing that was decent, and it's not a very good trade-off, but it did affirm that we have bodily autonomy. But with that said, I'm thrilled that Roe v. Wade is going to be thrown into the ash can of history. What an evil part of our history. The abortion mills, the selling of baby parts. Now, I'm not going to say that's all going to stop. But let's hope that we've come a long ways to getting it stopped. But what I'm seeing more than anything else is the heart of our people. And when I say our people, I'm going to narrow it down a little bit. The heart of our younger people. Our citizens who are in high school and in college. We're seeing the fruit of all of the disinformation and brainwashing that they've received in their schools. You have kids out there that have no clue of how to do anything except play video games, out there burning and rioting, and they think that's what they're supposed to do. They think that is political discourse. They haven't been trained about how governments work, how they're supposed to work, how representative republics work. They haven't been trained. All they know is that if they don't like it, they're going to burn something down. And they're being encouraged by the people on the left. They're being bailed out of jail by the people on the left. They're being lionized by the propaganda media. Doesn't matter where you look, this perfect storm is happening everywhere. It's happening in our culture. It's happening in our news. It's happening in, even in our sports. You can't even watch a sporting event anymore without being told that you're evil or bad or wrong if you don't believe in this latest cause that the left wants you to believe in. And if you happen to be of Russian heritage, they won't let you play tennis. They won't let you play golf. They have all sorts of things that they're doing in the sporting world to take people that are from Russia and they are discriminating against them just because of their ethnicity and their background. And that should be illegal. As a matter of fact, almost everything that is happening is illegal. It's illegal to go out and start fires in the street and overturn cars. It's illegal to attack federal buildings. It's illegal to assault people on the street. It's illegal to beat people up with all sorts of things, pipes and fists and what have you. But yet all these so-called students are getting away with all of this. And they're lionized because, well, they're just expressing their political opinion. And then you have senile Joe, probably one of the biggest disgraces of a human being I've ever seen. I don't care if he's president. I don't care if he's dog catcher. I don't care if he's a bum in the street. The man is disgusting. And what he's done to this country is disgusting. And the people that stand up for him, and he has like a 30% approval rating. Why does he have any approval rating? 30%? You know how many millions of people that is in this country? 
We have that many people that are absolutely brain dead in this country. It just absolutely floors me that that could be the case. But I guess he did get more votes than anybody in history. Do you believe that? I don't, not for one second. And I see the handwriting is on the wall that politically, we've been disconnected from our government. I do not believe we are a government of we the people. I really don't believe that. Again, I wish I was wrong. But I think we're a government of the corporations that have all the money. I think that we're an oligarchy. I think we're a dictatorship. And I think that they're ruling by executive order. And up in Canada, that little dictator up there, he's definitely an evil little dictator. And then when you look at what happened in France, Macron, he stole that election in France. It doesn't matter where the elections are going to be held or who it is. The only people that are going to win are the people that are handpicked puppets of the New World Order, of the people who are quote-unquote in charge, the quote-unquote elite, which there's nothing elite about these people. These people are evil. And it seems like that any more mental illness is being mainstreamed. Mental illness is being absolutely celebrated. I watched a video of a nine-year-old, yes, nine, that was a transgender drag queen. And he had a message for other nine-year-old transgender drag queens. And he was a young boy all dressed up, basically like a clown. He had pink hair and, and makeup and false eyelashes and, and it was very grotesque. And the news media was celebrating this boy. And, of course, he doesn't call himself a boy. He calls himself transgender. All of this is mental illness. Everywhere you look is mental illness, and no one will call it what it is. Now, the old story about the emperor having no clothes comes to mind every day. Everything that we're told is good basically is not. Everything that we're told is bad basically is not. And you have people right now that want to cancel Jesus. You have people that want to actively go after Christians and do them bodily harm because they're calling them now Christian fascists. And you notice that all these fascists out there that are true fascists really have a good time calling everybody who's not a fascist a fascist. Just like several years ago, it was Nazi. They would call you a Nazi. They called people like me a Nazi. Why? Because I believe in Jesus. That makes me a Nazi. It just floors me how much mental illness that our society is putting up with. And I, for one, refuse to live in that world. I will not live in that world. I will not reinforce your mental illness. I will not go along with your transgenderism. You say, well, you're just anti-transgender. Well, there's no such thing. If you have a young man and a young woman who are in an accident, they both get killed, and a thousand years later, they find the remnants of their bodies and their bones, and they try to identify what sex they were, all they have to do is do a few chemical tests on the bones or look at the bone structure, and they will say, this is a young man and this is a young woman, regardless of what these people identified as. You cannot help what gender you are. You cannot help what chromosomes you have. 
Now, I know that there's been some oddities of nature where people have had both. I do understand that. But the vast majority of people are male or female. But the people that are quote-unquote transgender, they're either a man saying he's a woman or a woman saying he's a man. And if you challenge that, you're liable to get hurt because these people are very serious about their mental delusion. And you know, customarily, if you're around someone who's mentally ill, they tell you, don't excite them. Don't get them mad. Keep them calm. Mentally ill people do a lot of rash things. And mentally ill people are dangerous. And right now, we have a whole bunch of people that would not be mentally ill other than they've been propagandized and brainwashed. And now they've been set out amongst us. And people have said jokes for several years about a zombie apocalypse. Well, it's almost like the zombie apocalypse is upon us. Because everywhere you look, it looks like there's brain-dead zombies everywhere. And so I think socially, they've really messed up our young kids. I really do. And then economically, they're trying to make it to where we can't fight back economically. They're trying to take our homes and our businesses, and ultimately, they're trying to take our lives. I do believe that. Now, on the other side of the break, I'm going to talk about some things that we can do. But I do want everyone to know that I think there is a perfect storm, and I think we need to get ready. And if you're not ready by now, if you haven't started getting ready, I think you're in a lot of trouble. You need to be in prayer, and you need to double down on everything you can do in preparing yourself. And on the other side of the break, I'll come back and we'll try to talk about some solutions. And once again, I want to thank you, Jim, for for helping me out again. This has been a very unusual time, just so you know. My wife and I are in Chilhowee, Virginia. We're with our daughter and son-in-law. And right now we're trying to make some, some hard and fast decisions about our future. Technically, I'm retired, but I still feel very led to continue this radio program. And I'm also thinking, and my wife and I, we've been debating... Are there, is there anything else we're supposed to be doing at this stage of our life? We truly live in a very different world than, than we remember from how many years ago. It's different. And, and, I, and I feel that we need to get people prepared for the times that lie ahead. And so are we just looking for a place to live our retirement years or or do something else and it's a it's a hard decision and we're looking and we're praying and we're thinking and we're using this time probably about a week maybe 10 days maybe a little more to decide where god would have us to be and my wife and i would really appreciate your prayers during this this very unusual time in our lives now we still believe in this radio program, and this radio program is still on shortwave. If you can help keep us on the air, on shortwave, it's it's very appreciated. The bills come in every month, and your support has been faithful. If you can keep us on the radio, you can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio 
And our mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. And our secure box is number 3248. That's number 3248. And the city is Crestview. One word, Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That's 32536. You can also support us from the website, which is truth, the number two ponder.com. We will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman, the Israel Outside. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem, this is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and you're going to love it in a moment. Now in Israel stands Yad Vashem. Yad Vashem is the memorial to the Holocaust. And you go inside, it's dark, and it's very moving, very touching, and very sorrowful. It's the Holocaust, a place never to forget. Very dark place. But when you leave, you walk outside, it's light, and the sun's shining, and there's birds and grass and towns and villages and mountains, little children, laughter, life. And for many, the point is that inside Israel, there's a Yad Vashem. But for me, the point was that outside Yad Vashem, there was an Israel. You see, the amazing thing about Jewish history is not the Holocaust or the fact that there's been persecution and horrors, but the fact is for 4,000 years, God has preserved them. They have come back to Israel. It's alive. The place is filled with children in the streets, like the prophet said. See, God never denies the existence of evil, but he overcomes it. Now, you might have a big problem in your life, and I don't deny that or diminish it. It may be a sorrow or darkness or a tragedy, but you might be spending all your time in dwelling inside that problem, and you've forgotten something. The amazing thing isn't that you have a problem in your life or your walk with God. The amazing thing is that outside of your problem is your life with God, is a walk with God that surrounds your problem. The mercy of God surrounds your problem. Stop dwelling in your problem. Step outside and dwell in the love of God. That's the bigger picture, his kindness to you. Because no matter how big the problem, God's love and his goodness is far, far bigger than that problem. Because outside Yad Vashem, there's an Israel. And outside your problem, there's the love of God. Want more? Ask for a tour of the promised land. Now, feeling like your walk with God could use a real spiritual boost, we got the answer. Free subscription to Sapphire's warning, use it as directed, can revolutionize your walk for victory. And the incredible mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it, and it's free. How do you get it free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So, just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me in two of the most exciting ministries to broadcast the word of life around the earth on shortwave radio it's incredible to every tribe and tongue and to israel the jewish people who gave you the gospel how just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you can have a real part in the end time harvest y-e-s-h-u-a-1 or write me direct at the nice jewish boy box 1111 lodi l-o-d-i new jersey 07644 it's the nice jewish boy box 1111 lodi l-o-d-i New Jersey 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Listen, look to the good in God. He's with you. Peace be to you in Messiah. Havat Adonai, the love of God. This is Truth to Ponder 
with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And Bob will be back at this microphone again tomorrow. The first half of the show, I was talking about what I call the perfect storm. And what I mean by perfect storm is everything seems to be set up to help demolish society. To help demolish society and our economy and almost everything we hold dear. And so I was thinking about solutions. How do we go about trying to find out how to come against all of the things that are coming against us? Well, first and foremost, you always have to start with looking to God. So go to God in prayer and ask for guidance. But more than anything else, ask for wisdom and discernment. I do believe that we need both. I do believe that we need wisdom and discernment right now more than maybe ever. And so that's where I would start. But when I look at the whole situation, if you're looking for solutions, there's a reason I don't talk about the midterms other than to say I don't know if they're going to matter or not. It's because I truly feel that it doesn't matter who's in power. I think it's the people pulling the strings in the background. I think that it's Satan, ultimately, and all his minions that's the real problem. And so putting more Democrats in or less Democrats in or more Republicans or less Republicans, that really doesn't mean anything to me. Nothing at all. Now, full disclosure, I'm a lifetime Republican. But the Republicans have let me down so much that I can't trust them. If you can trust them, well, more power to you. I can't trust them. It seems like they go along to get along. And the more they go along to get along, the more it hurts we the people. And so I'm on the side of we the people. And that's the common people of the whole world. That's who I stand with. And I just don't see anybody in quote-unquote power standing up for any of us. I really don't. Now, in this political year, I'm getting all sorts of things in the mail telling me how great these people are and how much good they've done. Then all I have to do is look at the condition of the world and look at who's leading it and say, well, if you've been there, you're probably part of the problem. You get some politician, yeah, I've been there for 30 years fighting for you. Well, it looks like you've been losing for 30 years then. Time to get out. I guess you can call me very cynical as far as politics, but I know that my father-in-law used to tell me it didn't matter which group of gangsters was in control, the Republicans or Democrats. And at first I thought he was being rather harsh. Well, I guess I've grown into his way of thinking because I think all you do is replace one group of gangsters with another group of gangsters. And again, I'm, I know I'm cynical and I don't like to be cynical, but I just have to call it as I see it. And that's the way I see it. Now let's get on to some solutions. Let's talk about the price of fuel. There's not very much you can do about the price of fuel, but there are things that you can do to limit your use of fuel. And that's the only thing that we have to combat this, 
is cutting down our use. Now, we can cut down our use of fuel, but we don't want that to harm our lives. We don't want to have to quit our jobs or not see our grandchildren or whatever. We don't want that to happen because of the fuel prices. And so I understand this, that we don't want to be punitive towards ourselves. In my way of thinking, you go ahead and use the fuel that you're going to need to do what you really need to do and really want to do. But it's the little things that you may not need to do, maybe don't want to do it so much. That's where you're going to save your money. And if you're out of shape, now is the time to get in the best condition in your life. And if your destination is within walking distance, you need to walk. You might say, well, I can't walk. I can't go buy groceries and walk. My grandma lived about half a mile from the grocery store that she frequented. And once a week, she'd go buy two bags of groceries. And my grandma quit driving in 1925. So she spent almost the entire 20th century walking to go get her groceries. She never called a cab, even when she got to be almost 90 years old. She would walk up to the grocery store, she'd buy what she could carry, and she'd carry it home. And that's one reason that she kept her health, is because she exercised. So if my grandma can do it even when she's in her late 80s and early 90s, I suppose most of us could do the same thing. And you get a side benefit. You get your health back. So walk as much as you can. And if it's not within walking distance, I really think we need to look at the third world. I know the third world is something that we're always told not to emulate. But I think that the powers that be, these oligarchs, these evil people, I think they're trying to make the United States of America and Canada both into third world countries. I truly believe that. And so what we need to do is look at what they do and how they survive. And we need to try to do it better than them if we can. We need, to, we need to copy them and do what they do, and if we can, try to do it better. But I think everyone out there needs to get a bicycle. And I know you might say, well, that's crazy. I haven't been on a bike since I was a kid. Well, I went about 30 years without riding a bicycle, and I had this massive car wreck that really messed me up as far as my legs are concerned. And I have one knee that's bone on bone, and it really does need to be replaced. But I can't afford to do that, so I just live with it. And last year, I had to go about 5, 10 miles between fields, and I had nobody that could come take me to my tractors. And so I thought, well, I could probably carry a bicycle on a tractor, drive the tractor where I'm going, and then ride 10 miles to the other field and get another tractor. And that's how I moved my machinery last year. In my first time on a bike in about 30 years, I went six miles. I was sore the next morning, but not, but not near as bad as I thought. I didn't know if I could physically even pedal a bike, but I found out I could. And I've been keeping track of how many miles I've been on a bicycle, and the whole summer last year was around 80 miles. But if you have a bicycle, and you can ride a bicycle to and from work or to and from where you're going, then you're going to save that fuel then it won't matter if the fuel is $100 a gallon. If you're not using it, you're saving that money. You're putting it in your pocket. And also, you're giving yourself health. 
I can't stress this enough. We have to get healthy. We have to eat healthier. We have to really listen to our bodies, pay attention to how we feel, and we need to try to feel better every day. And that also includes spiritually and mentally. We really need to do that because we may not realize it, but we've spent the last two years being beaten up, being lied to, being abused. And I know lots of people are ready to give up. Now's not the time to give up. Now's the time to understand we've been under siege. Physically, mentally, spiritually, we've been under siege. Once you understand that, then you can make plans to fight against it and resist it. And so you need to start doing things that make you feel good, make you feel happy, things that are uplifting. Listen to music that you know will inspire you. Read books by authors that just you can just get lost in. And if it's from Hollywood and it's a decent movie, go ahead and watch that too. But I really think that you need to get into your own mind here. I think that reading a book and doing the theater of the mind is much better than just staring at a screen. I really do believe that. And so to fight the price of fuel, get yourself in shape. Use your own muscles to get you around. I know that may sound impossible to some, but do it if you can. And I think the vast majority of the listeners of this program can either walk or ride a bicycle. Now, I know not all of us can, but the majority of us can, and they need to do so. And when I'm talking about a bicycle, I think you should get a good bike, and if you already own one, fix it up good. And me personally, I got rid of the old tubes and tires, and I put on solid rubber tires. That way I never have a problem with the flat, because that's one of the worst things about riding a bike is flat tires. And so you don't want to have problems. So if you think you're going to be riding a bike any distance at all or frequently, I would suggest you invest in hard rubber tires. Get the ones that have some squish to it, and so you, have, you still have some shock absorption that can happen through the tire. But get yourself a good bike. And on my bike, it might look a little silly for a man, but I have a basket like you see on a girl's bike. And I also have a back tray over my rear wheel. And if I have to take a starter or a generator, or a carburetor or something from one field to another or a battery, I can do so with my bicycle. And do I like doing it with my bike? No. Is it hard? Yes. But is it doable? Yes. And so I think that's something we all need to think about. But I can't stress enough, it'll help get you in good health. Now the social unrest that we're seeing, what can we do about that? Well, first of all, avoid it. Avoid all people that are part of this death cult. Surround yourself with fellow believers. Surround yourself with good people. I think now more than ever, all good people need to join together. Because I think that good people are targets right now. And I know that there's lots of good people that listen to Truth to Ponder. And so, yes, I'm saying a lot of the listeners are probably targets of some kind of a social thing, whether it be Antifa or the news media, or what have you. It's time we buddy up with people that we trust, people that we love, people that uplift us, that make us feel good. And if we don't have anyone like that in our life, it's time to seek out people that 
are uplifting for you, people that will be there for you. Because I know there are people out there that God will touch to put them in your life. So if you don't have anyone in your life that meets those qualifications, you need to pray about it and ask God to put those people in your life. I really think right now we all need to be laborers for the kingdom of God. And one way we can be laborers is to stay attentive, keep our eyes open, keep our ears open, and listen for the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And let the Holy Spirit guide us towards the people that actually need our help and need what we can give them. I think that's very vital. And the old saying goes, there's safety in numbers. And that's very true. And so we need to get together. Maybe not as a community, but we need to get together as far as a social group of friends, a social group of people that get together and try to solve problems. And I would say if you have a nice neighborhood and you have lots of friends in your neighborhood that think like you do and feel like you do, I think you need to get together and start discussing what you can do in your community to keep it strong. You don't have to talk about all the bad things. Just talk about making your community stronger. And I can see one thing from the Antifa and all these people that riot. They go into the parts of town that are full of homeless and people that cannot defend themselves and fight back. These people are cowards and are weaklings. There's no way they're going to go into an area that has a whole bunch of people that are like-minded that don't think like they do. They will avoid that because these people prey on the weak, and so don't be the weak. I know that sounds awful easy, but it's that way in life, all the way through nature. It's the old, the sick, and the weak that all get eaten by the lions first. And I know we can't help how old we are, but we can help how healthy we are, and we can help how strong we are. And so we need to get together with other people that think like we do, that are basically our people. We need to get together. We need to stay together. We need to hang together. And again, I call it a buddy system. So I think everyone needs to buddy up. That would be my solution for this whole social unrest. Because you're not going to solve what's going to happen in the big cities. And if you happen to live in a big city and you're in one of those neighborhoods, I highly recommend you relocate because I don't think there's going to be any safety in any Democrat-controlled city in the United States. If the thing happens the way I think it's going to, and if things get out of hand and the anarchy reaches the heights that I think it's going to reach, I really think that being in one of these cities is the worst place you can be. So again, socially, there are things you can do, but you have to put your head around it and again, pray about it. Now, as far as the food shortages, in most parts of the United States, it's still time to grow a garden. And you can grow gardens in five-gallon buckets. You can grow gardens in teapots. And another old saying, where there's a will, there's a way. And I really think that everybody needs to grow their own food because I think some of the food supply is being contaminated. I know that they're putting nanobots in lettuce, and I won't buy any lettuce from a store ever again. And if I go out to eat, I will not ever eat any lettuce. I don't trust it. 
And another thing that I don't trust is the big chain stores as far as the big burger joints and the chain restaurants. I avoid them. Because everything this big corporation, I avoid because I don't trust them. Now, you might say that's a mental hang-up that I have. Well, if it's a mental hang-up, yes, I have it. Because these people have proven time and time again that they can't be trusted. And I'm one of these people that are naturally trusting. And I trust everybody and everything until I have a reason not to trust them. And then once I have a reason not to trust them, I never trust them again. And believe me, all of these big mega corporations have done things to make me never trust them again. And so that's another thing that we can do to, to try to keep ourselves safe, is be careful of who you trust. Be careful of who you listen to. Now, I know I'm up here as a talking head just blabbing away and railing on and on, but I'm going to tell you, don't take what I say and say that it's 100% right, because nobody is 100% right. But if I can get your own brain to work, if I can get you to think about the problems and to think about the solutions that you can do in your own particular instance, if I can get you to get your own juices flowing to take care of you and to take care of your family, then I've done my job. Because I'm kind of like a Paul Revere. I'm up here telling you what I think's coming. But I'm also trying to give you some solutions. And I think that if you do some of the solutions that I said, I think you're going to lessen the impact on you. And another old saying is, when you find yourself in a hole, quit digging. And that's the last thing I'm going to touch on on this episode, is that if you're in financial trouble, quit digging the hole. Quit spending the money. If you're in credit card debt, Quit charging things on your credit card. Get that credit card paid off. If you're in debt in any way, shape, or form, you're going to have to do everything in your power to get it under control first, then to pay it off. Because I don't think there's a worse time in American history, at least since the Great Depression, of being in debt. I really don't believe that being in debt is a good thing anyway. But I think desperate people do desperate things. And I think right now is a perfect storm to create a lot of desperate people. And I think that if you have desperate people that you owe money to, I think that's going to be a problem. And so again, quit digging. If you're in a hole, just quit digging. And then start coming up with solutions of how to get out of that hole. And if you use prayer and ask God to guide you, then good things can happen. And I know the Bible talks about all of these bad things are going to happen in the last days, in the tribulation. And I know that I'm up here sounding like we are in the Great Tribulation. I don't think that we are in the Great Tribulation, because I think that when we are in the Great Tribulation, I think we're going to know it. I don't think there's going to be any guesswork at all. But I think we're right on the edge of it. I think we're circling the drain. And I think it won't take very much to put us in that situation. And one thing that the New World Order people are doing, in my opinion, is they're making things so chaotic and spreading so much anarchy and so much misery. They're using the perfect storm to set up the entrance of the Antichrist. I truly believe that. 
Because if they make things bad enough, they can bring someone in and that someone can say, I'm the Savior. I'm going to save you from all this. And everyone will fall to their knees and worship that person and say, please save us. Please save us. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the only person on this planet that can truly save you is you. You can get saved through Jesus Christ. And Almighty God can perform miracles in any way, shape, or form. I understand that. But I'm talking about a physical human person. The only person ultimately is you. And so you have to have your head right, your heart right, your spiritual life right, your physical life right, your mental life right. So you have to do everything in your power to get good sleep, everything in your power to recreate. And when I mean recreate, I mean by the real use of the word, to recreate. You need to freshen up. You need to face each day with a positive attitude. You need to face each day, not as a challenge to overcome, but face each day that you will overcome all challenges. You don't want to look for challenges, that's for sure, because I think they're coming, and I think they're coming big time. But the world right now needs men and women of faith and of strength and of character, men and women who will stand up and be counted when they need to be. And I think that you, as a listener to Proof to Ponder, most likely have the qualifications of the people that the world needs right now. So I know you listen to the radio program and you get some ideas and some are dedicated listeners, some are casual listeners. But I think as a group, I think the audience of Truth to Ponder is the type of people that need to step up to the plate. And so I'm going to ask you, don't just listen to these programs. I want you to come up with your own plans, your own plans of action, your own plans of survival. And I need you to work those plans. And I need you to be confident that we've already got the victory through Jesus Christ. And so we're not searching for that kind of a victory. We already have it. What we're searching for is to try to get through a very evil time. And so I would ask everyone, please pray. Please keep your eyes open. Please keep your ears open. Listen for the Spirit of God to guide you. And I really truly believe that the Spirit of God will guide you through the worst of times. Well, I hope someone got something from this message today. I would ask you to please consider supporting this ministry and supporting Bob Beerman and Truth to Ponder. And you can do so through check, cash, or money order. You would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 57. 53 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 3248. Clearview, one word, Clearview, Florida, and the zip code 32536. Again, 32536. Well, I really appreciate Bob Behrman having me fill in today. I enjoy my time here at the microphone, and I'm glad I'm able to help him out. And so until next time, everyone, stay well, 
Do your best to come up with solutions to these problems. Because if you put your head to it, you're going to solve a lot of the problems that may come your way. Keep your powder dry, and most of all, replace fear with faith. And once again, I want to thank Jim Calhoun for for filling in for me today here on Truth to Ponder. So glad that he has been so willing. These past couple of weeks have been really a challenging time for my wife and I, and we've had some travel planned. We were in Florida not that long ago, and now we're in, stopped in Georgia, and now we're in Virginia. And, and it just seems that every time we, we've turned around, we've had to face, face a challenge. Lost a couple of family members, and unexpectedly in both cases, highly unexpected. And I, I couldn't be at, at both of the, of the funerals involved just because of where we were and, and the travel and, and trying to make accommodations. It, it's not as easy. I travel and I still can. But I'm at that age now where hopping in the car to drive three or four or five hours to a funeral and then back is something that is not as easy for me to do anymore. And so there was one funeral never that close to that individual, but it means it saddens my heart that I couldn't be there for another family member. And so that has been weighing heavily on my heart and my mind for the past several days. The most important thing I can be doing at this point in my life is serving my Lord. A lot of people, when they hit my age, they they just want to you know, drop a hook in the water and enjoy their time of being retired. Yet, I, I still feel there's so many things that I need to be doing for the, for God's work. I really believe we're coming into a very different time. The pandemic proved it. Things get shut down. Life is not the same. And I think a lot of people are beginning to think, yeah, we're, we're getting back to normal. It's not going to be too bad. It'll be all right not to worry. I really feel we really do need to be deeply concerned. The world that we knew is never really coming back. And a lot of people are still running around wearing face coverings in fear, believing that somehow if I'm quadruple vaccinated and I wear a face covering, I'm going to be bulletproof, and that's not true. There's a lot of things that are going to be happening in this very changing world. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider helping us financially? You can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. Number 3248. Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida. Zip code is 32536. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-new program. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.